0: Gamer Podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. I am one of your co-hosts, Samantha Blackman, uh, and I am an associate professor here at Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, where I study, amongst other things, video games, video games, video games. And I'm joined today, as in every podcast day, by my two co-hosts, Alex Lane and Nicole Marie. Ladies.
1: What's up?
0: What up? Um, <laughs> <What up? laughs> uh,
1: my name is Alex Lane. I am a PhD student at Purdue University. Uh, I study uh, gender in the video games industry. I actually wrote like three bios about myself this week for different things. So I'm like bioed out. Um, <laughs> but um, let's see, I um do a lot of work with stuff in the industry as well as playing games and talking about games, thinking about games. And all I'm really thinking about right now is playing more XCOM or more Nuketown 2025. So shoot. Oh, indeed. So there we go. That's me.
2: Cool. Well, then I am Nicole and Marie and I am, I was Potentially going to be x gamestop employee but i've decided to work one weekend shift a week so i can keep my discount and also my uh my well i love games and i like to talk to people about it so <laughs>
0: i like that idea Me too. yeah
2: i think it's a good idea too so i'm gonna stay there work one shift a week and now i'm a i'm an awesome game playing bank employee Woo! yeah So I love games and dissecting games and playing games and talking about games.
0: Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's why we do this. That's why we we do our thing.
1: Indeed.
0: All right. So we've got um, our usual list of things to go through, what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking. Um, And then we've got, uh, something unusual for you later today and that's uh, of course an interview with um Krista Charter um who uh has worked in the games industry for quite a while um and well has and is now actually um an author and she has started a new uh, mystery series uh, that's set in the video game industry. So we're gonna have a nice chat with her a little later on. But before we get to that, ladies, what you playing?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I will take. I could take this one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, since my dogs are being quiet right at this moment, so I don't have to mute myself. Um, mm-hmm. I am playing a few things. XCOM. Uh, like I said, um, I don't know if I have. We've had an episode since I really started playing XCOM. I don't think we have. Last time I just dabbled in it
0: um i'm obsessed yeah, you're right
1: i'm obsessed with it uh i love it uh for those who are XCOM players i have just recently finished uh invading successfully invading the alien base so for those who are keeping score i'm done with act one uh if you apply axe to it it doesn't talk about actual acts. but anyway um so uh so let's see. So I've been playing that, and it's really fun. XCOM is a real, uh, not real time, a, a exact opposite of that, a turn-based strategy game, uh, where you fight aliens and you build up a base. Basically, the world is under alien attack, and uh, it's your crew. You're like a commander or something of this special project called the XCOM project. Um, XCOM this particular one, this new one is called XCOM alien invaders. It's based on uh, an older one that was released out of 15 years ago or so. Um, and, uh, it's up to you to save the world. And you train, uh, you train lots of, uh, people and they go fight for you. And can you guys still hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Uh, Okay, so uh, you train people and they go out and they fight for you and then they die a lot. Um, in fact, Sam's character died several times, but now she got raised to the highest rank and her squad mates have nicknamed her Mad Dog. So, I think that's pretty fun. I uh, like
0: being Mad Dog.
1: I know, right? And they <laughs> did that on their own. Like You can give people nicknames, but um, you can also, but they. But I didn't give anybody nicknames and they just. Um, they just named you Mad Dog all on their own. So that was pretty fun. Uh, awesome. But I beat the last alien base, and I did it with only one of my people surviving. Um, so I talked to a few other people who are further than me in the game. I think I'm going to restart um, and not go attack the alien base right away until I have some better weapons so that some more of my people can survive. So um,
0: You know, now I got to get like a jersey or something with Mad Dog on it just because. <laughs> Samantha, Mad Dog, Black Man. Mad Dog, Black.
2: You should start start signing all your emails like that <laughs> to cement it in.
1: <laughs> I think that would I think that would be absolutely great. So so XCOM has taken a ton of my time. I love it. I'm also um, continuing to play Mr. Pandaria. I joined a guild called Venture Guild, um, an Argent Dawn server, which is all ret comp academics professors and graduate students and things like that and so that is bizarre uh it's really interesting to like be sitting there and like cynthia haynes who is this super prolific professor is like hey do you want me to uh, run you through this instance to get you some gear help you level up and i'm just like what yes <laughs> awesome.
2: starstruck cool. while playing wow
1: it's like the first year i knew him and i'm just like oh my god i want to bow to you and now i'm like
0: Assassin all the time, right? I know, calling me names and you know doing mean yeah. things to me. Oh, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, um,
1: um, so I've been playing Miss Misadaria, but you guys know all about that. And um, the other game I've been playing is uh, Black Ops Two, which I am completely in love with, and I love everything about it. Um, I don't know if you've heard any positive or negatives, Nicole. Have you heard anything?
2: Um, definitely positive for the most part, but I heard that the Vita version that declassified is just like a total embarrassment to the franchise. <laughs> so I don't know if I either uh, looked that up, but I heard it's awful. But in, in, on the other side of that too, I did hear some good reviews about it as far as a shooter being on a handheld, but.
1: Yeah, it's a new, it's a new thing. So.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, but the, the just black ops 2 I've heard awesome, awesome things about expect Especially, especially Newtown 2025.
1: It's amazing. And so, like, the thing is, is that I heard lots of people who talked about how Black Ops was, like, the worst one of the series, and how Modern Warfare was way better, and then Modern Warfare 3 came out, and I didn't like it at all. Um, I loved Black Ops. The people who I know who played Black Ops all day every day, obsessively, all of them, or played up Call of Duty all day every day, all of them loved Black Ops i didn't know a single person who played like religiously uh, I mean, that liked anything other than black ops number one but i read so many criticisms online from people who play a wide variety of video games that said you know modern warfare is a better game in and this and that. um so i was sort of interested to see the the reactions to this so black ops 2 is is so much like the original. Ops. Um, I think the one of the reasons they did that is because Modern Warfare 3 was not successful because they tried to do too much. Right, yeah. They tried to do so much that you couldn't even keep track of what perks went with what or this or that. And it became less about murdering people and more about, you know, figuring out clever talent tree points. Which right. is, which is, I think, very fun. And it's, you know, kind of roleplay y um role playing game like, but it's not a first person shooter. And that's um, not what
0: people who are who who are kind of loyal to the genre and they're looking for just another another um Call of Duty Modern Warfare game are gonna appreciate.
1: Exactly. Right, right. Exactly the thing about Black Ops that I love is I can jump in, murder the shit out of some people, and then I'm sorry, crap. Uh and then <laughs> then log out and go do something else, right? If I want a role-playing
0: experience, I'll play something else. Right. Uh, it's okay to talk about murdering people, but God forbid you cuss. I know. Yeah.
2: I, <laughs> I want to kill everyone and take all their things and crap. Like um, crap. <laughs>
1: and so, I love it. It's so much like the original Black Ops. There's great maps, though, to be fair, I've only played them each a few times because I've been playing New Tone 2025, which is you play Nuketown, the map, and then it just rotates uh, the type of game. So kill it could be kill confirmed, it could be domination, it could be free-for-all, it could be team deathmatch. So there's all sorts of different games, and they just rotate those, just like they would normally rotate maps. Um, and it keeps it light and fun, and I've only had a desire to not play the Nuketown 2025 a couple times. Um, and I also love, love, love the zombies, uh, the zombie mode in this one is more robust and cohesive. And um, it's not just a bunch of random things. They're all connected together. Um, it's way harder, I think. Uh, especially, like, it, the jump from one person to two people um, difficulty is is insane. The jump that you get when you have two people. It's way harder. Really? Uh, yeah, because, because I play uh, with Mike all the time. And he's typically, overall, a better... Um, first-person shooter than, than I am, though though I'm not bad. Shush, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> likes this one. You, you knock it off.
2: <laughs> yeah. So then would you say, though, that the zombies in this one is more difficult than the zombies in, in just the first Black Ops, or are you saying compared to, like, World at War? Um, or both in general? Because I found the jump from World at War zombies to the zombies was, like, insane. <laughs> like, the level uh, the level of difficulty that it started to get to was less, like, more pe- more zombies coming at you and more so, like, holy crap, there are these crawly things that I don't know how to deal with.
1: <laughs> try and make them, like, get a bunch on fire and then make one explode so they all explode. Like, right. So I, I think it is more difficult just in general, Um, but it's also, like, there's way more to it. It's not just... It's not just... Shooting one after another after another, which which it is plenty of that. Um, but there's also sort of like a its own game to it too, because everything's all all the zombie levels are connected. So um, so it's really really fun. I've been playing it obsessively uh, since it came out, even though I played a lot of um, XCOM in addition to that, and a lot of I've just been playing a lot of games really. That's what I've been doing. So anyway, uh, that's what I've been playing, ladies.
0: Well, I guess it's my turn. So, what have I been playing this week? I've been playing some more Assassin's Creed 3. Um, and I guess I'm officially about uh, halfway through. I guess I unintentionally broke it into quarters when I made my first uh, Assassin's Creed 3 post. And I'm brewing up on a second post um about Connor and um Achilles um that will hopefully not be too spoilery but will give me an opportunity to talk about some interesting things that I think unfold because of and along with Achilles um and the relationship that he has with Connor um that's all I'm gonna say because I'm not gonna you know scoop myself again um I've been playing a little more Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation which is, you know, still, still fun, and I've been doing some more research on that um, for the article that I'm writing. Um, and let's see what else I've been playing. Some uh, Lego Lord of the Rings. Just a little bit here and there. That's my kind of right-before-I-go-to-sleep game. Um, and I've been going to sleep, so <laughs> I haven't been playing that one too much. Um, I haven't started anything new because I'm not playing Halo 4 or... Um, Call of Duty Black Ops Two, I know, I know. (laughs) Well, I didn't play the first Black Ops except for with you. Yeah. I didn't. uh, I didn't. I never really played that one. So, um, yeah. So those two kind of are on the are falling by the wayside for me. Maybe I'll get them for Christmas or something. I don't know. We'll figure that out later. Um, So I'm not playing anything too new and too interesting that you guys probably don't already know about because I'm also blogging about it.
2: Mm. Right.
0: Yeah. Famously. I know I'm I'm a boring player this week, unfortunately. I'm just gonna remember this so that next time
1: you yell at me because I'm playing World of Warcraft again.
2: <laughs> yeah. Save for <yeah>. the moment.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. There's you.
2: <laughs> That's funny. All
0: right.
2: Well, I am. Well, okay. I think since the last time we podcasted, I finished up Assassin's Creed. Mm. Um, and I definitely have some feels on that one, um, but I won't say any of it, obviously, because I don't want to spoil it for anyone. But I'm I'm hoping that my feels are not. I, I'm waiting for Sam for you to finish it so we can talk about it, so I can justify my my feels. Um, but I I really enjoyed the story for the most part, and I think it got more and more complex as it went on. Um, and then after I finished that, I went right into Halo, and so I think I'm the only one out of the three of us that's played it, right?
0: Halo, yeah. Yeah, I've been playing Halo.
2: Okay, so I picked it up, and I dived right into the campaign, um, and it was, uh, for one, just beautiful, like the, I mean, I I guess we've come to expect certain things from uh, Halo as it is with how it looks, um. And I think 343 did a good job of carrying that through this one, but they definitely threw the story at you full blast. And it was way more story than you ever, ever got from the other Halos. Like, I feel like in the other Halos, you got a little bit of story here and there. And it was definitely, it was good story, but it wasn't like, oh my God, this is like tying me to this game emotionally. Mm-hmm. And in this Halo, it was overwhelmingly, like, it, it threw all all the story at me. It was just, it was, it was really good. Really, really good. And I think the campaign, I played, like, somewhere between 50 and 20 hours of it. So it was, it was good. And I couldn't even play it on uh, Legendary, which I normally can. It was hard. It was really difficult. So I finished <laughs> it on Heroic. <laughs> Cause it was too hard for me on legendary, but I've actually found that with most of my friends, they finished on heroic instead of a uh, legendary. And then I hopped on multiplayer and I don't know if you guys have heard a whole lot about the multiplayer yet, but they try there. They definitely tried to make it more like, like the call of duties. Um, you have weapon loadouts that you can, you know, change and name. And um, before in Halo, it was, you know, you started out with an assault rifle and a magnum or depending on, you know, if you're doing SWAT, you got a battle rifle. And it was kind of just a free for all for finding the good weapons on the map. But this time you can change your loadout. So you start with whatever weapons you've unlocked and that you change your loadout to be. Which I'm I'm enjoying so far, but it also gives some people an unfair advantage because if you unlock the DMR and you're just running around, I mean like three headshots to anyone who's coming up on you and they're down. So if they're just running around with an assault rifle, you have the advantage over to them, assuming you can make the shot, I guess as well. But, um, but it's been fun. That's new- too
1: bad though because that was one of the best parts about Halo. Because you're all
2: kind of on an even base when you start out, yeah. And
1: then you do get advantage of it if you play a lot, because you know where the weapons usually are, you know what the maps are like, et cetera, et cetera.
2: Right, and they do still have that element, because there are special parts... There are special weapons on the map, and they respawn every, like, every half of the match. Um, And then also now, instead of it being... um, Kill-based, I think it was always kill-based, like whoever got the most kills at the end won the match. It's still that way, it's just that for each kill you get a point, so whoever gets to the uh, 600 for the match is the winning team. Um, And then also there's this thing now called Ordinance. And it's for doing like kind of different ways of killing the other people that are coming at you. You get an ordinance and you could basically like call a shotgun to land right in front of you. Or you can call like an energy sword. Like it changes for the different maps. It's so awesome. Like when it did it for me the first time, it was like it popped up showing me my D-pad and then which weapon I could choose. And I, so I just went for the shotgun and it just landed right in front of me. I was like, oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs> so.
1: That is really, really cool.
2: It was, it was very cool. It's, and people definitely use it and it's, it's, it's just great, but so I'm enjoying it. It's a lot of fun and I'm, I'm obviously going to put a lot of hours into multiplayer and I've just, I just had like the absolute worst week selling Call of Duty So I just didn't want to pick it up. I'm going to let that one sit there for a little bit before I pick it up, before I want to see it again. So, yeah, that's what I played for the most part. It's just been Halo.
1: That's pretty fun, though. Yeah, that's always fun. Mm-hmm. yeah
2: yeah they they did a great job i think and, and at the end of the campaign they kind of have a note on there like thanks for trusting us with this game and i was like oh you did such a good
0: job <laughs> Aww.
2: so it was
0: good oh, touchy feely yeah look at
2: 343 getting me all emotional right so yeah so was good
0: cool um <clears throat> i'm sorry So uh, we can kind of run through what you've been reading. Um, uh, In addition to kind of the same stuff I was reading last time as kind of um, historical stuff uh, that's research for the article that I'm working on on Assassin's Creed 3. um, I've also read uh, Krista Charter's book, School, that we're going to talk about with her in just a little bit here. Um, And that's all I've read uh, since the last time, pretty much. That's games related in any kind of even tangential way. Um, What about you guys? Oh, I think I'm on the same boat. I haven't read anything new except for Christmas book.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, same here. I mean, aside from, you know, the usual podcast, or uh, not podcast, but, you vlogs. know, vlogs, yep. That was easy.
0: Hoo-hoo. That was easy. Oh, yeah. Get it. It
1: through it. <laughs> um,
0: so what you drinking, folks? I'm, I'm I'm the boring one this week, unfortunately. I um, What do you got? I got Diet Pepsi, um, nothing, well, because we are we were getting home to record at a, an odd out time for us, um, especially one, uh, that, um, where my kids awake. Um, So she's in the other room watching Toy Story uh, and running in and out, handing me various and a sundry uh, characters from Toy Story that she has in the house um, and turning my light on for me and turning my (laughs) fan on for me just to drive me totally and completely insane. That's nice of her. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, So I'm just drinking Diet Pepsi tonight. Uh, What about you guys?
1: I am drinking seltzer water.
0: Oh, oh
1: shoot.
0: It's I good. apologize for nothing.
2: Getting crazy up in here. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: Miss Miss, kind of sarcastic, uh, what are you drinking? Sunkissed. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh for the love of God. <laughs> we should all be horribly, horribly ashamed of ourselves. I am horribly ashamed of myself.
2: I my got home gone. half an gone. hour earlier. We should have gone all out, because it is 5 o'clock when we started. We should have had martinis or margaritas.
1: Oh, Martini. or. I'm going to go make a vodka tonic. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pretend my internet dropped out and go make a vodka tonic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Will you drive one over here when you're done?
1: Sure. Yeah. Sure, oh. I can.
0: Oh, or I funny. could probably faster just run downstairs and make my own vodka tonic.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe on the break before we start our interview.
2: Yeah, there you go. Get it started. Get the party started. Loosen up.
0: What's next? All right. (laughs) uh...
2: (laughs) Awkward silence. Okay,
0: so well, awkward silence. Is that a child?
2: Aw, she's podcast. It's her first podcast. (laughs) That
1: is adorable.
2: (laughs) The video of her dancing. Uh, and singing that song on Facebook was the highlight of my week.
1: Oh, yeah. She's so cute.
2: She is so cute. It makes my life happy.
1: You know, since she's not back yet, Sam, you're not back, are you? Okay. So since she's distracted, can I tell you that I want Skylanders for Christmas? Have you ever played Skylanders?
2: I haven't, but someone compared it recently to um, Gauntlet. For me, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm so in. I want like Gauntlet was the game that I played when I was younger with my brother, and it's like right. if I can get that top down, like almost Diablo feel back in a game, I'm I'm in. I want I want it.
1: It's really fun. Sam, let me play with hers for a little bit. And you have to buy like all these things, and it's kind of expensive. And I keep getting games that I want more, so I keep on buying it. But when we were doing that list, um, for whatever for um what you should buy your gamers for, for Christmas. Right. I decided that I was going to put Skylanders on there, and that made me just really not be able to think about anything else other than that.
2: Like, I just want all the Skylanders.
1: I know, exactly. Well,
2: so now you realize why well, all those kids get hooked, man. I mean, and then the parents come into GameStop like, all the time looking for specific characters, and they're waiting for one to come out. And they're like, "Well, my kid has all of them, but this one." And I'm like, "You are crazy." Mm-hmm. But I mean, once you get hooked, like, yeah, you want them all. Gotta catch them Gotta all. Gotta
0: catch them all. Yeah. Gotta catch, the, the motto holds true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Anyway. All right. So, um, rather than we're not gonna do news or indie games or any of that stuff this week, unless Alex has an indie game that I don't know about. I'll hold it um we are gonna go ahead and get ready to do our interview after the break all right so until then folks uh we'll be back in a few with our interview with uh the author of school the lexi um the oh gosh
1: <laughs> you got a little light-headed there from all your uh diet
0: pepsi Ah, uh, the diet pepsi just went straight to my head either that or my my kid's driving me crazy krista, um yeah <laughs> krista charter. i'm sorry krista charter i was saying no 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 no. i was thinking i was trying to finish the the title and it just went blah um the author of schooled alexi cooper video game mystery uh krista charter all right until then Okay, well, welcome back. Um, we're gonna get started with our interview with Krista Charter, who, as kind of we mentioned before the break, is the author of *School*, the Lexi Cooper video game mish, uh, *Mystery*, and *The Sleepless Nanny*. Um, Krista uh, has—I stole her bio a bit, but uh, Krista's a, a mother of three, a military wife, um, and an Amazon Kindle fan girl. I think you got a couple of those around here. Um, mm-hmm she uh she's worked in the video game industry for seventeen years um including eight years as a community manager website editor video hostess uh that we all affectionately knew as Trixie three sixty <laughs> for Microsoft's xbox live um so trixie three sixty um Was kind of the way that I originally knew you, Krista, because I was like, I've been around Xbox Live for a really long time, and uh, and was really you were in Gamer Chicks, right? I was in Gamer Chicks and was really happy when Gamer Chicks, you know, came about. And I'm Mm -hmm. I'm anxious to talk to you about Gamer Chicks too. Um, So we're gonna just ask some questions, have a good conversation, and uh, hopefully not not get you to hate us too much in the process. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um so I'm going to jump in and start because I think that um I mother cuz my first question is kind of about Gamer Chicks. Um so you worked at Microsoft for for 8 years and you started Gamer Chicks, right? Um yeah. can you tell us what it was like being community manager and kind of running things on the Gamer Chicks side? Um
3: it <laughs> It's um, a good question. Um, it was kind of strange. I mean, uh, one of the good but also sometimes frustrating things about um, Xbox and maybe Microsoft as a whole, I only ever worked at Xbox, is that um, a lot of the time if you have a good idea and it's not costing them any money, they'll just kind of get out of your way, which is great. Yeah. And but at the other time, sometimes you're like, really guys, you have billions of dollars. Could you like throw me some help? You know, can I like get <laughs> t-shirts for my girls? But um, so you know, there's good and bad. You know, it's like a big, huge, wealthy, influential company. Mm-hmm. But they they let me do my thing. But I also kind of thought that maybe they could have been a little more supportive, at least as far as you know. um, resources like money and people and stuff like that, but whatever. I mean, I was, we had 10,000 members at one time and I think, um, you know, I think it was a a big success despite the, that we had zero budget. Yeah.
0: I would agree. I think it was how did Gamer Chicks kind of come about?
3: Um I went to um the Women in Games um conference at um Austin GDC, GDC Austin. Mm-hmm. Um one year and heard a bunch of statistics about um how women play, how women um communicate, you know, the kind of stuff that you you think it's just you, <laughs> but then you yeah. hear statistics and you're like, "Oh, okay. There's a bigger picture." Um, And so um, I talked to, I went back to Redmond and um, at that time we had two um, MVPs, you know, Microsoft Most Valuable, I don't even, Professionals, I think is the name. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. But um, we only had two for the Xbox um, section, which was um, Chloe Brown and uh, Sarah Nicholson or Dirty Diva and Kitty, PMS Kitty. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was like, hey, guys, I have this idea. You know, what if we um, start this group? Just for women, we'll give them a private place in the forum just so that, you know, um, you know, they won't get harassed and hit on and just, you know, um, made t- to lose their faith in humanity every time they try to play video games online. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I was mm-hmm. totally would do that. And because they're both much more hardcore gamers than I am. I've always been more interested in gamers than actual games because mm-hmm. um, I suck at them and I really <laughs> don't have much patience. Um, I'm like, you know, if it's too hard for me to learn how to do something, like, fuck it, I'm gonna go read a book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um,
2: do something else.
3: Yeah, exactly. I just, you know, no patience, basically. So, so um we, and, you know, we started a thing, we had a logo designed, you know, within our little art team. And um made a little announcement and it just kind of grew from there and you know we get super excited like oh my gosh we have 200 camera checks you know and it seems so funny now but it was such a huge deal to us so, like people really like it people really into it and then there was a whole bunch of dudes in the forums like how dare you take all the girls away
4: <laughs>
3: like you know seriously like even people inside microsoft That I won't name, but we're just like, you're just segregating people. It's like, dude, come on now.
2: (laughs) There's a reason they want it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I know. And, Mm -hmm. you
3: know, did we ever say don't ever play with boys? No, of course not. We just said if you don't feel like it or you want to, like, practice your skills so you can go out and kick some ass when they tell you to make you a sandwich,
0: you know, (laughs) feel, feel
3: free to do it safely here. We never said, you know, boys suck. We hate them. You know, they should be banned. But anyway. People like to get pissed <laughs> off about stuff, right? Oh,
0: yeah. Very yes. true. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> so, and yeah, I mean... I, Gamer Chicks tattoos,
2: too. Yeah, yep. yep. Really? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's pretty cool. I, it's... Uh, Sarah, Dirty Diva, actually designed them, and it's, like, the, the Gamer Chicks logo three times. It was... The, all three of us got them um, one, one December long ago, so... We all have the same brand.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's Nicole. Oh, okay. I, um, <laughs> um, yes.
2: I was thinking tattoos are kind of my thing. So. I was just
1: thinking about tattoos too. <laughs> yeah. No, that's really
2: awesome. I, I love tattoos and I think doing something like that kind of shows your dedication to something. So it's awesome. Um, I guess my question is, is, it pertains particular to me, I guess, and then also we, ha- I'm sure we have a lot of female, specifically female listeners, but, um, like my biggest dream in life is basically to do kind of what you did, but just to be a part of the industry. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering if there's any advice you would have for girls that are trying to break into a still male dominated world.
3: Uh, well, what do you want to do in the industry?
2: Um, for me specifically, project management or on the production side of things.
3: Okay. Okay. So,
2: but really anything. At this point, I'm like, just let me like take your mail to you. Like I just want <laughs> in it.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I would say, well, two things. I mean, most of the time when people tell me, "How do I get into the game and just learn how to code?" Because that's mm-hmm. that's your your golden ticket. I mean, really, if you can code, that's your golden ticket to like prosperity and. <laughs> work for the rest of your life but right. you know there's no way I couldn't code if with a gun to my head because that shit sucks and I'm not interested yes. in it right. so yeah. um so you know I say that as like it's the truth but I also feel you on like yuck who wants to do that but um right. as far as like um production work i I think there are a lot of opportunities and there are um a lot of women that do certainly more women are in a production role than um than code Right, but um, but it's cool that you want to go that route because I hear a lot of people say, "Oh, I want to, you know, to do PR and marketing and stuff." And and PR marketing is full of women, in in the games industry.
1: Yeah, I
3: mean, not like not like they don't need any more, but um, it's it, <laughs> I don't think that uh, it's it's doesn't seem to be a stigma. Like if you are good at what you do and you're you know a PR marketing type person, and um, you know, it's chock full of women. There does not seem to be any um, strangeness about, you know, boobs there. So, Mm -hmm. right. Um, but I think, um, I would say, um, I would say do not volunteer to pick up their mail and stuff because Mm -hmm. unfortunately, you know, the gaming world is not an apprenticeship sort of industry anymore the way it was when it first started. And, um, you know, if you start off as like, you know, forum moderator, um, male pickup person, you're kind of going to get, um, shoved in that hole for the rest of your life, you know, and you would have to change companies. I mean, that's another thing about the games industry is, um, you can rise to your level of incompetence or what people think is your competence at one place. And you really have to jump around to, um, make more money, have more responsibility, not all places, but I have not seen any, any game, um, either development studios or, um, publishers or, console makers that are really really good about promoting from within so really well you know it's just but people it's you know people jump around within the industry so much but hardly anyone ever leaves you know it's super super incestuous you know like oh I was at xbox for 10 years and then i went to nintendo and then i went to sony and people try to be loyal and stuff but you go where the work is and where your friends are and stuff but um once you're in you know people must be happy because they don't tend to leave
2: Right. <laughs> You're the
1: the rare find. <laughs> yeah. Um okay, so I think I have a question that goes off of that. Um I was wondering how your work at Microsoft impacts your writing beyond like the connections of like obviously it's in the your your uh your book in the video games industry and sort of at this like video games compound area and things like that. So mm-hmm. besides like the setting, like do you find yourself like picking particular personalities you run into over and over or conversations you hear over and over language you hear or anything like that? Like how does that kind of stuff?
3: Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I definitely do. Uh, I tried hard not to, um, you know, take a a real person completely out of um, their natural habitat and stick them in my book with a new name.
1: Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Just
3: because, you know, then you're kind of, well, first people could sue you, which is bad. But, um, <laughs> but you know, it's like, then you feel it's like less, it's sort of limiting like that. Like if you say like, oh, well, Major Nelson wouldn't behave that way. But, you know, I mean, there's a character in my book that's, you know, obviously it's sort of based on Major Nelson, even though he's a very minor character in this book, but he's not. And I tell people he's sure he's based on Major Nelson, but he's not based on Larry Herb. You know, I mean, there,
1: mm-hmm.
3: there are distinct. I mean, we all have online personas, right? And they're you know, more or less like our real, ser- real selves. But when you when your online persona becomes like much, much bigger than your real person, then you start to really cherish the separateness. Mm-hmm. So
1: sure.
3: But um, as far as like language and stuff, I do try to make it as authentic as possible. If it's got, you know, well, without like, you know, Microsoft acronyms that no one will ever understand outside of <laughs> Microsoft, but, um, you know, I want the the video game. I mean, really what I'm what I'm selling in this book is, yeah, a murder mystery, but also this insider view of the games industry. And I want to follow through on that promise as much as I can with giving people, you know, an authentic, even though, you know, altered to protect the guilty and the innocent um, view of what <laughs> it's really like. So sure. trying to use the lingo, you know, try to bring up the concerns that people have in the internal kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, That's I it.
3: Thought,
2: go ahead.
3: I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm oh, done. I just <laughs> was to
2: say, I thought that that was awesome when I was reading it. I felt like I was in on an inside joke that, you know, yes. other, <laughs> other readers won't necessarily get, but right. not that they couldn't figure it out within the context, but it was, it was, it was good for me. I
1: really enjoyed that bit of it. So it's such an area yeah. you don't get to see. So, Mm-hmm.
0: Right, and it's it's funny because when I was reading it, I was like, Agent 54, is that really Major Nelson? But then I started, <laughs> in my head, and then my head, after reading the book, I started calling him Penis Penis Gravitas in my head. So every time <laughs> I see a picture, I'm like, hey, it's Penis Gravitas! Maybe I'm, that's his gammer oh. tag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's so
2: great. <laughs> penis
3: Gravitas. Oh, oh, that's penis. funny. <laughs> I'm going to totally think is that and all through the second book? So, the yeah. Thank book. you.
2: I cannot unsee. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh
0: <that's> so <laughs> so that, that was you know, and you're right. It was kind of. It did feel kind of like you had some kind of. Inside, you know, some kind of inside knowledge going on, some kinds of, you know, insider kind of trading information almost, and I'm like, ooh, Zion is it really Microsoft? How much of this holds true, you know? You know, and especially with kind of the the staff meeting conversations, I was like, wow, I wonder how much of this she went through. Did you, did you, and I'm not to ask as to asking, did those conversations take place necessarily? But you know, is that kind of where you drew it from? Was kind of your own experience with? Oh yeah, you know, oh, yeah, totally. Okay.
3: Totally. Yeah, I mean the conversations, I mean I'm assuming you're referring to stuff like, "Oh, we need a a chick because we're it's a sausage fest" in the, up in this game. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, right. And the
3: and the whole Gravitas conversation, that that stuff totally happened. Yes. Yeah. So, um
0: <laughs> so I can still think, still keep thinking Penis Gravitas when I see it. Sure.
3: Sure. Keep <laughs> thinking Penis Gravitas all you want. <laughs>
2: Just run away with it. <laughs> oh, that's funny.
0: Cool. All right, Nicole?
2: Well, so then I guess on that note, then can we continue to think of him as Penis Gravitas? Is there going to be more coming from Lexi? This is the first of a series or just? Yeah.
3: Yeah. No, it's the first of, there's definitely going to be three books. um, And um, I'll see how I feel after that. But um, (laughs) I definitely can think of more interesting ways to kill people and more scandals in the video game industry to expose (laughs) than three. So who knows? It could keep going forever or. I, I don't know. I, I promised at least three books. That's, but um, yes, you will see more penis gravitas, more Lexi, <laughs> um, penis gravitas. God damn it. I'm never going to stop calling him that. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he will have a bigger role. I mean, you know, at the end of this book, he was just sort of had just coming on board. So he's going to have a bigger role in the second and third books. <laughs> Doing his gravitas thing with his, his penis. <laughs> doing his
0: gravitas thing with his penis. Oh my gosh. Oh.
1: That's so
3: great.
1: <laughs> um, so, in addition to books, do you maybe have any plans or any ideas or thoughts about turning this book into a game or doing some sort of mystery style game or anything like that in the future?
3: I don't. I don't think it would be a very good game. Game, unless it. But I. I think um, maybe a graphic novel would be pretty cool. hmm because um, I it mean, obviously the co- the cover sort of makes you think. I mean, I've had people think, "Oh, is a comic book?" Well, no, but. <laughs> <I do> <laughs> yeah.
4: Um,
3: I would actually like to um. I don't know if, you know, I will be able to do it in the, these three books, but maybe further down the line, I would like to have a really immersive experience where, um, you know, like like Lexi Xenon's Twitter account in the book is at Lexi Xenon, and then I actually have a Twitter account that under, you know, that name. So I would kind of like to expand that more, like I uh, there's a Spotify playlist for, you know, there's like several songs that are mentioned in the book. Um, and so they're all on this playlist, but I would really like to expand that kind of thing. Like, um, you know, you'd be able to go and read Lexi's blog, like, you know, um, Mm
4: -hmm.
3: and I would have real blog entries, like, like the fakey fake blog. Like, you know, I used to have on (laughs) windows live spaces, you know, about like, oh, register for game with fame and do this and do that and do that. But then you would also get the, oh, wow, this is total bullshit. Kind of, um, (laughs) the other side of that. Um, but, but to have like more, um. I don't know. I'm not, this isn't the right word, but like evidence, you know, where you could go onto the web and see more of this stuff.
0: Yeah. You know, that's if you think back, remember, oh, gosh, this was right before 9-11. EA had that kind of espionage game that pulled in all these different aspects of like things on the web and it would send you faxes and it would call you in the middle yeah. of the night. And, yeah. you know, just that kind of more immersive experience that kind of drew you into the narrative more. I think that's a great idea. Um Cause I think, I think Lexi's hilarious as hell to be perfectly honest. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> yeah. I think,
3: um, it would be fun. It would be definitely, um, you know, take some doing that's
0: a lot of extra work, right?
3: Yeah. I mean, I wish, I mean, what, one thing I could have, when I was writing the book, like it was set like, um, during the days that I was writing it, I mean, pretty, pretty much exactly like over the summer, it's set over the summer of 2012. And that's when I was writing it. So like when I get to a point where, you know, Lexi and Detective Malik go to the movies, I'm like, hmm, what's out right now? Oh, Spider-Man. So I made the movie Mm Spider-Man. But what I wish I had done was um, as Lexi is tweeting in the book, I wish I had actually I could go back and have those tweets exist. So if you discovered Lexi's Twitter Uh, account, you could go back and go, oh, my gosh, on June 20th, she did. She did tweet that stuff. I think that would be really cool. And that's something I can do for the next one, but I'd have to like really get my shit together and do some hard for planning. (laughs) I would check out some
2: organizing. (laughs) Exactly.
3: Exactly. Well, my editor, um, her name is Marty McKenna. She's been in the games industry for a super long time. She's awesome, but she had this awesome idea to do this um, Xenon fan site. I don't know if you've seen it on, on Facebook. I've, I've posted it a couple of times, but, um, so it's this fake Xenon fan site, and it's got an interview with Lexi about um, the murder on the Xenon campus, and there are these um, Xenon uh, employee profiles that, um, you know, it's the first of a few. There, One talks about, like, Callie, you yeah. know, the murder victim, and then um, Josh and Jimmy and Lexi, and um, she's just, like, got all these awesome ideas like that, so.
1: I yeah, think we've all checked cool. it out, right? Yeah, we were
2: all looking yeah, at I that do. site. Yeah, I this even made a joke cool. to Sam asking if she thought they were hiring. <laughs> I,
0: <could> <laughs> I was like, well, there'd be an opening right about now. <laughs> yeah. If I could yeah, be a Barbie, right? I'd be in.
2: Right. <laughs> Not blonde, though. Dang it.
3: <laughs> I. They usually have a token brunette somewhere.
2: There you go. There, there you, you go. go. <laughs> I, I can fill that role. Fill it very nicely. <laughs> There's your in right there. Yep. <laughs> never been the token brunette
4: before
2: (laughs) (laughs) well I think you sort of touched on it already just explaining how you were kind of wanting the twitter account to be current with how you're writing it but then is there like a lot more to your writing process how do you usually go about it while you're writing this one
3: um you know this one went really really smoothly oddly um I took a lot of notes um when you're writing a mystery, it's particularly um, difficult because you do have to think you can't just like l- write down and like, oh, let's see where the story and these characters take me because you have business to take care of. And that business is evidence and discovery. And, you know, the plot has to make sense in a mystery or you're stupid. No right. one will read, ever read your book again. <laughs> so for me, it was like a cool puzzle. But it was also this like, God, oh, I wish I could just like write some funny shit on the paper. But, you know. Uh, I got to find the, you know, the missing phone. Um, so, uh, I'd write a lot of notes and what I would usually do is, um, I would write down like what business has to happen in this chapter. And I have it on my whiteboard and say like, okay, this piece of evidence needs to be discovered. We need to interview this guy, you know, just because I want it to keep moving. I want it to be, um, the pacing to feel right where people aren't getting bogged down like okay so what about the fucking dead chick
4: right
3: um, <laughs> because of course i me, mean, you know i'm like i like my characters i like spending time with them i think they're interesting but then it's like whoa hello mystery let's solve something here mm.
2: <laughs> like i so, was writing a book at some point <laughs> yeah
3: yeah exactly so it's like okay i need to take care of these pieces of business i'm gonna throw in this parking garage scene with nate because you know we need the exact scene about right here
4: right and um Indeed.
3: And so there was some, there was some structure to it, but, um, um, but most of the time the writing went really smoothly. I just sat down and, um, I had to get my, my, well, my law was that I had to write 500 words every day, every weekday.
0: And you, you, I was, I, since you and I are Facebook friends, I would like see how much you were writing. You was, you know, post how many words you had at a certain, at certain points. And I have to say, I have to say that you write really fast. Um, yes. <laughs> and, I, and I'm jealous because, <laughs> um, you know, we all ha- we all unfortunately have to write. Um, and I won't say unfortunately, I, yeah. I like writing. you have
3: to write about like serious stuff. You have to write about like academic stuff. That's a
0: whole I, different. Yeah, class. I do write about academic stuff, but I write about games and academic stuff. So it's you know it's not as bad as kind of the straight just academic yeah. theory stuff. But you're but you're dealing in facts. I'm dealing in bullshit. <laughs> that's what the difference is. So I can I I need bullshit, to bullshit
3: out of my ass
1: ten hours a day. I'm just like it I think happen. I think you're really overestimating academic writing. <laughs> <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> Oh god, that's
4: funny. Yes, a lot of it does get
1: pulled out of our asses. That
3: is very true. <laughs> hey, at, le- at least it's an ass with a degree, right? <laughs> yeah,
2: oh, that's god, true. That's true. That's so funny. Uh,
4: yeah.
2: <laughs> you know what though? It was it was It reading it was really smooth as well too so you could tell that definitely you took the time to make sure that everything was happening at the right time because when Sam approached us with this interview she was like can you guys read this in two weeks and I'm like oh yeah like I'll find the time so I downloaded it right after she sent that and I started reading it and four hours later I was done I was like yeah (laughs) two weeks I read it all (laughs) that's great that's great that's
3: I don't know. That's like one of the best things as a writer that you can hear is that people were like, we're, were sucked into it enough to just like stay in your world until they were done with it. Oh, that's yeah. like, awesome.
2: I yeah, appreciate I, it. I loved it. <laughs> it was really, really good. So it, it definitely sucked me right in.
3: Hooray. Hooray for yeah. the sucking. Yeah. I had the,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had the same kind of, I had the same kind of um, reaction because when, when, we started talking about it and I, and I downloaded it and I started reading it. Um, It was like, I had read like the first four chapters while I was giving P her bath. And then, And then she suckered me, and she's like, "Mama, lay down with me for a second, And I fell asleep, so I didn't get to finish it. But then I picked it up the next day and read right through. And read right through the rest of it. Um, See, I started that? reading it at
1: school around like my colleagues, and I was like blushing, and I was like, "I don't think I can read this at school." <laughs> <laughs> I need to be home alone with some wine.
3: I've been hearing um, there's quite a few people on my old Xbox team reading it. Apparently I'm hearing, and it's like, Oh, have you, have you gotten to this part yet? No, no, no. I'm only on chapter six. Don't tell me. (laughs) But one of my, one of my friends, um, apparently, you know, because they, to, to them, Lexi is me and they, you know, worked with me for years and they can't, Separate them. So, you know, reading particularly something like chapter three, they're just like, (whistles) it's like peeking into, you know, the bedroom of someone you've known for years when you really didn't have any interest in peeking into their bedroom. (laughs) And uh, so some of them are a little squeamish, just like, I don't know if I can take any more.
0: And trying to figure out who's
3: who. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: Oh, that's so funny. I'm sure you're being
2: hounded with those questions. Like, was this supposed to be me? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, what's
3: also funny is the people going, uh, who like, before the book came out are like, oh, am I in it? You know, is there maybe a cameo from me? And I'm just kind of like, first of all, God, get over yourself. And second (laughs) of all, I mean, not to be a bitch, but you know, I mean, there's, I think that books, you know, unless you're writing War and Peace, you got to keep the cast kind of tight and lean, because when I hate, if I'm reading and I can't keep two characters straight, you right. know, it's like, which guy is yeah. that again? You know? Just like in the movies, I always have like 10 blonde dudes that are like government agents like, who the fuck are you? Could you wear a sign please? Because mm-hmm. I cannot, you don't have anything Tag. distinct enough to to set you apart, but anyway, so I tried to keep it lean, and yes, I'd like to give shoutouts to Sheryl, but I'm not going to, so... Um, so what I would do with those was just like, oh, only one way to find out. I'm just like, hmm, guess you'll have to buy the book to find out. <laughs> so I would shut them down. Just like, okay, you can be disappointed after you give me your $7. <laughs> Great. <laughs>
0: Thank you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. so there's- I've got two questions that are off the, that are off the, that are off of our list of questions that kind okay. of spring out of that discussion. And one is, okay. okay so, who is your favorite character to write?
3: My favorite well, Lexi. Lexi's my favorite character to write because she's the easiest to write. <clears throat> um, but I also um i like I like writing writing Malik too the detective because he's just so different. I mean, like, you know, obviously, there's a lot of me in Lexi, except she's, you know, me, but like, on steroids you know younger single no kids super hot you know and and a little bit more naive when there's like a tiny tiny shred of me and detective malik who's just like a little more like okay i've seen some shit in this world and i'm older um so that's fun but but the other side of him is like you know army vet cop all this stuff is he's you know sort of unknowable to me but and so it's really awesome the way I've had a lot of readers just like really like him and be and want good things to happen to him and like they some of my friends even seem to have some sort of crush on him
0: so (laughs) I have to say he's he's because I was going to ask I was going to ask these guys too who their favorite character was because I think that Malik is definitely my favorite character not not that I don't love Lexi because I think yeah, yeah. she's hilarious, but I think Malik is definitely one of my favorite characters. That's right. What yeah. about you guys?
2: Oh man, you're putting me on the spot. Man. I know. A tough decision. <laughs> <laughs> I need
1: to prep this one. I I, uh, I have to say Lexi.
2: I was gonna say Lexi too because honestly, as I'm reading her, I'm like, I would say that. I would do that. I would say that. So yeah. yeah. I just assimilate myself with her in a lot of ways but I appreciate him as like this overlooking like like male security figure in her life Mm -hmm. but also kind of he's still edgy in a way that he's still kind of sleeping around and like he's I I I definitely love his character not to put him down at all but I just associate myself with (laughs) with Lexi sure sure
3: she's more more relatable
2: Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I'm not a dude. I Can't, can't feel the relating on that one.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: It's kind of weird. Cause I, you know, would try
3: to give them equal time with their point of point of view scenes and stuff. And in the new one I'm experimenting with, um, I've got uh, more suspects in this new books, new murder. So, um, and Malik can't do all this work. And so, you know, his, his kind of junior officers, officer Rogers and officer Yee, I think I'm going to have to write some scenes from their P- pov and i don't know them as well yet so it's going to be kind of kind of interesting to see what they sound like when you know when the words come out
2: that's awesome i like yi so
0: i'm
3: yeah i like that too yeah oh good good yeah i'm rogers is getting more of a personality in this one in the new one but i'm not forgetting about yi she gets gets to do some cool stuff too (laughs) I'm excited. You guys ask really, really good questions, by the way. And you actually read the book and stuff. Like, I've, I mean, not to, you know, diss, but I've done a lot of uh, stops on the digital book tour lately. And a lot of people like questions. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking now because I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> but. Please let us know that I really really appreciate that you guys, you know, read the book and put put thought into it and and prepared and it's it's um really really nice.
1: That's well, yeah, so nice or, but, of you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Seriously, I loved the book, so don't
1: Yay. Thank,
2: thank yourself.
1: <laughs> we just got to nerd out and then talk about nerding out, so.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> okay, so let me ask you guys because I was list- you know, I've listened to some of your podcasts and it's obviously got, you know, the whole feminist angle. So, um, once in a while, I don't know if you guys saw this, it was quite a while ago, but I was really having some trouble with Lexi and her, you know, she sleeps around, you know, and it's like part of her personality. And I don't want to have to, um, you know, I want her to be able to get laid when she feels like getting laid and, you know, but there's people have a kind of a low tolerance for that in books. Mm -hmm. It's seen from the research I've done. It's like you could, they can have, she can have basically like two sexual partners per novel, or she's crossing some mysterious (laughs) slut line from which Mm -hmm. there is no coming back. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I would really like to throw in a third dude into the mix in the second in one, but I'm kind of afraid. So, I mean, like, what do you guys think? Is there like a mysterious slut line? Is it just like, will she not be, you know, not sympathetic anymore? If she, Is to, you know, quote unquote, Slutty. What do you guys?
0: Let let me just say, Krista, we absolutely love you because you just, you just broached on our next kind of thread. This is exactly our next thread. (laughs) (laughs) Huh? (laughs) You know what? No, and and this was the thing is that, okay, so let me, let me, let me explain. When, when, when I saw that you were doing a mystery, I got really excited because mysteries are like my guilty pleasure. Mm -hmm. But, Okay, being a lesbian, I usually stick to lesbian detectives because okay. I'm not really I'm not really comfortable with the way that heterosexual women kind of doing detective y work are usually kind of portrayed. Um and not because I, I don't have anything against heterosexual women. Clearly I'm podcasting Shh. with you. Um, <laughs> but, um so, <laughs> you're offended. I have I have something against you, clearly. Um <laughs> but but at, I didn't have that problem with Lexi, um, thankfully. Okay. Um, and and it's why do you because, think that was? Well, because usually it it becomes less of a mystery novel and more of just a romance novel. And while there's lots of sex in this one, it doesn't kind of devolve into this kind of bodice ripping romance novel <laughs> with no other content. Okay. Because for yeah. me the 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 mystery bet of it was strong enough to kind of carry the rest of it. And it never got to the point that I was like, okay, I'm really tired of this now. Um it didn't <laughs> <laughs> Um and so I was really happy about that. So, let me say that. And and Dang. I know that, you know, that some folks and and some folks that are kind of read this are going to see Lexi as powerful and kind of sexually liberated and all of these great things. And, and, I'm, and also, cause I was wondering the same thing, and we had been kind of chatting about this is mm-hmm. that whether or not you worried about you worry, and you just kind of answered that question about whether or not Lexi's characterization um might um, fall to the opposite side of the spectrum for some folks. um Because I know that some people worry about whether or not, portraying her as more sexually liberated or as you say crossing that slut line, right? Um, <laughs> would kind of perpetuate some of the stereotypes of women in the gaming industry to begin with. Right? Right. Um so you know, I think for me and and and, and I think that we can all be kind of perfectly honest here. For me, Lexi was because cuz I know that like I've taught a, a porn and feminist theory course before where where you know, we look at porn um and feminist theory together in terms Mm -hmm. of saying okay here's a bit of here's a bent of feminist theory that says porn is positive right and it can be if done properly can be kind of this liberating and empowering experience but then here's another you know here's another bit that even says heterosexual sex between a man and a wife is rape right so you know just kind of looking at those right so you've got you've got people that are all over the spectrum here um that may be making that argument. Um, so, yeah, I can see how that would be a difficult one for you. A child. You
4: know, I, Yeah.
2: Oh
3: it's like, I, I don't know. I, I worry about it all the time, actually.
2: Do you? I, I mean, I think when I first started reading it, her first scene with, with uh, I don't want to, are we worrying about spoilers in this? Nah. Maybe not the okay. okay. first
3: scene. Okay, okay.
2: No, her her Don't say who
3: killed don't say who killed Callie, but you can talk about the fucking if you want.
2: Okay, okay. (laughs) Her first scene or her first thing that she did with Josh to get the Mm -hmm. headsets. Yeah, the first time that that happened, I was like, uh, I that was when I was on the fence, because I was like, Oh, I don't know if I'm okay with her using that against him. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, like when Sam kind of brought up like, what if that's just really her using herself to kind of empower herself, like her whole relationship with Nate. I actually really loved because I think it's a relatable situation that women can potentially have as yeah. being with someone, you know, who isn't either emotionally, physically, or whatever available. I really, I think her dealing with him was great because in the end, kind of her conclusions about their relationship, <laughs> I was like, yeah, she's, I she's. laughed out loud. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> I was like, she's all powerful. And then, and then you dropped that bomb on us. But yeah, um, <laughs> Definitely, her relationship with Nate, I was like, you know what? You go, girl. I totally appreciate everything she did. Josh had me on the fence because he was engaged and all that. But then again, I mean, Nate is married,
0: so. Right, Well, see, right. just but being engaged didn't bother me. It didn't. No, it didn't. Well, well it- I mean,
2: yeah, I guess if I'm being real about it, it wasn't that that, that was bothering me. It was her, like knowing that he was going to fall prey to her woman wiles that, like that, that put me on some sort of line. And honestly, I don't think that I've decided whether or not if I was like, Oh, slutty McSlutterson or something, but, (laughs) but I did like, and for half a moment I had that thought, but then when I go back and think about it, like, honestly, I really don't think it, it ended up bothering me because I think that she is a powerful, all that is woman character And I can appreciate how she ends up making decisions on those things, if that makes sense. Like the way she thinks about it made me be like, okay, you're not just some bimbo who's going around using her body. Like she, you know, she was calculated and she knew what she was doing and whether or not that makes her kind of bitchy. But I, I definitely didn't think of her as a slut after I went back and thought about it all.
3: Right. I'm is, way totally okay with you thinking that she's a a bit a bitch or a slut. The the only thing I don't want people to think is that she's like some poor little like oh trying just you know using her sexuality to try to get some dude to marry her or fall in love with her because mm-hmm. that's not how I mean to write her at all. So I hope she right. doesn't.
0: Well, you know, because that that's across, interesting. Like, she, that she doesn't necessarily come across. <laughs> She doesn't necessarily come across like that. But then there, there are those moments that you're like, oh, well, so she, you know, just trying to get Nate, like, for herself to fall in love with her in the way that she loves yeah. him. And then I'm like, no, she look, it's kind of clear that she doesn't quite want him the way that you want to think she does. Um, yeah. And then when the when the end rolls around, I'm like, yes, that's the Lexi I wanted to see. Um, <laughs> um, and and I think, you know, I gotta play devil's advocate here, right? Because I always do that. That's kind of what I'm overdoing. Um <laughs> and, and that kinda of goes back to the the question of do you worry about whether or not um especially male readers, um, whether or not they're gonna kinda of draw on Lexi and and you know, and and kind of continue to fantasize about, you know, the fact that, you know, all women in the gaming industry are these kind of are, are these kind of sexualized beings that may, in their minds, be there for you know be there for their enjoyment, right? Kind of going back to the but you're taking all the women away from the uh, from the forums because mm-hmm. um, yeah. clearly they're there for our entertainment. <clears throat>
3: yeah, exactly. I honestly I didn't I didn't think about it. Um, I think that um, you know Lexi's friend Kim is ob- is definitely not a kind of, you know, like, oh, this, this chick will bang you for headsets right. type of girl. I mean, you know, right. she's in a relationship, and she's committed to it, and she sort of, you know, tries to steer Lexi onto the <laughs> the right path.
0: <laughs> the path um, of, oh, unquote, just, right
3: yeah, right. Yeah. And she yeah. and she, you know, zips herself up in her fleece so nobody can, you know, ogle her. Um, and there are definitely, you know, tons of, of women in the games industry that should fall into that, too. And maybe I maybe in the next books, I need to put some more Kim type people. Um, now that I've killed off Callie, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But um, it didn't occur to me, but now I'm kind of worried
0: about it. So thanks. <laughs> no, I, no, no, well, no, no, don't worry about it. And I don't want to totally. see more Kims. The Kim that you have can stick around. I want to see more Kims. Cause you know, she was okay. so, she was so conservative and self-righteous at moments. I wanted to like reach into the book and strangle her. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I agree, I agree.
0: I, I, I felt kind of a
1: tension that I was talking about earlier today with a group of people that I think sort of gets at this situation. And like, I, I wrote a blog about, I can't remember her name, name now for the life of me I was going to google it but then you'd hear me typing um <laughs> about this woman who wrote this blog and maybe Sam you'll remember it once I start talking or someone will remember but about how she went to a con um so I think it was like some okay. sort of gaming or programming what's that I'll go ahead Oh, and um, she uh, got all of these nasty looks from the women there and they um, like totally were sort of confrontational with her and mistreated her and talked talked smack about her when she walked by because she wore this red lipstick and these little baby doll dresses and these heels. And she was like, listen ladies, like these like sort of hardcore feminist groups of women who were really judgmental. She's like, listen, ladies, first of all, fuck you. I can be here just (laughs) as much as you and you are doing no good for women in this industry. If you will judge me for, choosing to dress a particular way or act a particular way because you're doing the exact same thing that the men are doing then. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it started this big fallout about like, okay, so are feminists driving away women who could potentially be these really powerful figures in our desire to get women better pay and more represented in fields like programming like are we sort of imploding by not allowing all kinds of women to feel empowered through whatever and I think like that's what it like when I first started reading Lexi I was thinking if I was reading this Um, like some sort of guy fanfic or something of this girl who's like you know smart and sexy and super sexual then I would be sort of rolling my eyes but then I had to but then like as I kept reading in her character like there's so much depth and there's so much knowledge that you put Krista that you put into the into the whole story that I think it just sort of shows like yeah there are these different types of women and you're a woman with experience writing from the industry. And so that sort of makes her character like a, almost like a challenge, I think, like, yes, this is a type of woman who can be strong and who can be sexy. who can be in control of her body and all of these things while still having these things that typically would be, that would otherwise be problematic, but we own that. Like we can own that stuff through Lexi, I think. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's that awesome. I don't know if that like is at all what we were talking about. But that's because I would like <laughs> had this weird tension. I was like, but she totally like sexualized. Like she, yeah. we have to do this writing her. But wait, she's really empowering. Like wow, <laughs> no, she
2: is. She's exactly what I wanted Juliet to be in Lollipop Chainsaw, and she <laughs> failed to be. Does, that make, does that make sense? Like, she is the all-powerful, all like, woman in your face. I'm going to own every part of being a woman character that I wanted oh, to you see. You don't want me to
1: show my legs and my stomach and, oh, yeah? Well, fuck you very much. So <laughs> Exactly. My- like
2: But Julia ended up being that bimbo character. And, yeah. and Lexi is not that at all. Like, she is totally aware of her body. She is totally aware of what she's doing to the men around her and how she uses it she isn't just doing it because she knows she can get away with it. You know what I mean? Like she, I, I appreciate her character a lot. Like I definitely do. I don't see it. I don't think you should worry. I really don't. Okay. Cause I think she's okay. great.
1: But you're, well, I, I think you're going to get happy. some flack though too. I mean, cause people will <laughs> experience characters like that and sort of raise their eyebrows at first, but, but the, right. depth, yeah. the depth's yeah. there and the messages and. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm.
3: you. Thank you. No, I, you guys are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like, I think you, I feel like you guys have thought more about Lexi's character than I have. And I don't know if that's what that says about me pulling words out of my ass, but wrote um, from the
1: heart. That's
3: what I, yeah, I guess I did. <laughs> that's awesome, though. I'm glad. I'm glad that she's, you know, that she's not just a bimbo. I didn't, I certainly didn't mean her to be. But I mean, if dudes want to think she's a bimbo, if they want to read the book, um, and then maybe some not bimboness. ness will sink again, then that's cool,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, right? As long as they're paying for you to write more novels for us, that's fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: heck,
3: well, heck, I gave them the cover, right? I mean, the cover is oh, pretty, yeah. much, pretty much for the boys, but I love it. I love that I, cover. I, I so love it, much. too.
2: When I saw it, I was like, oh, exactly like you said, is this going to be a comic series? But then when I started reading yeah. it, I was like, this makes
1: so much sense. It was really great. I thought it was comics, too, at first, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, I guess that's... The, the risk you take. But people like comics, right?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <Huh? laughs> oh, my gosh. That would be so fun.
3: I really wanted it to look different than, um, you know, all those mystery novels that if men write them, there's just, like, big words and, like, a, a stripe of police <laughs> type. And if women and write, yeah, and if there's a woman writing it, then it's like a big eyeball or like <laughs> lips or something. <laughs> it's just like they all look the same. I'm like, dude, you know, I'm a new writer. I'm, you know, indie publishing type thing. I need to stand out, so... Okay. Um, well, you yeah, achieved I, that, definitely. Yay! Yay! <laughs> my, art, my artist is totally on board for the next two covers, too, so there'll be the, the whole continuity thing. And Great. Yay. All that jazz. <laughs> All that jazz. We are yeah.
0: definitely looking forward to the next, to the next, to, to the next one, okay. and I really hope that you're going to come back and talk to us again when the next one comes out.
3: I so will. Just try to stop me. I'm probably gonna. I'm going to be calling you guys. Like, um, does this sound too bimboy? Oh, so <laughs> wait a minute. So answer my question first. Can Lexi do three guys in this next book?
0: Not at the same time. I think so. Oh. Uh, I,
1: I, in fact, I would consider it a personal favor if you could. <laughs> <catch that guy. laughs> All right. I just won't read it at school. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. As
2: long as this doesn't turn into some Fifty Shades of Grey crap, I'm
3: no sorry. god. You
2: are you are such a better writer than she could ever be. So I'm <laughs> even worried about that. But <laughs> I'm so excited. If there's three, bring it on. Bring it on. All right.
1: I didn't yeah. know about the two slut rule or whatever.
3: No, I don't. I just. I don't know that that's a rule. Maybe one of you guys should write a paper
1: on it. <laughs> you guys Maybe it could be my dissertation.
2: It sounds like something Alex would write.
1: I think so too. Thank you. Yeah. That was a comment. Thank you. <laughs> I think I could totally do that. I'll work you, on it. There you All go. right.
0: Next paper. Cool. Mm-hmm.
1: There you go. There's your yep. next
0: article. Done. Nope. Two okay.
1: rule. Mm-hmm. Two slot rule. Modern history yep. writing yeah.
0: in America. Hooray. <laughs> 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 Well, Krista, thanks so much for joining us and talking to us about it. It's been a whole lot of fun, and like I said, we I think we we all enjoyed your book, and we're looking forward to the next two. And
4: uh,
0: like, feel free to call us and ask us about sluttiness We're uh, we're willing to oh, answer. All right, oh, yeah. good. I got all Skype now. I'm gonna be like, hey, what about this? Too slutty? press the bimbo line.
2: I'm in.
3: Anti anti bimbo advisory board. How about that? I'm putting there that on my go.
2: resume. Yeah. That's so <laughs>
3: Awesome, awesome. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for for everything, for reading and having me on and being so thoughtful. And like I said, I mean, I think you guys have put more thought into this book than I have. So now I need to uh br- bring up step up the game for the second book. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was really really fun. Yeah, this was a
2: great interview too. So it
1: was.
0: Hey. All right, so thanks a lot again, Krista, and we will we will definitely be chatting with you. Yay. Yay. Thanks, guys. Have a Bye. Great night. <laughs> Adios. So that folks was our interview with Krista Charter, uh, the author of school, the Lexi Cooper video game mystery. Um, and we hope that you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed our conversation with Krista. So until next time, keep an eye out uh, for our, winter holidays christmas shopping list for the geeky and not so geeky folks on your list uh, as well as more great content from us here at not your mama's gamer so until next time stay warm read a lot and as always game on